Welcome to Sayre Spotlight. I'm your host, Anna Kate Meadler, and in this episode, I talk to Randy Mills and Kathy Bilberry about the college application process and their lives outside of Sayre. I'm Randy Mills. I'm Kathy Bilberry. Both Mills and Bilberry have been with Sarah for over a decade. Bilberry for about 16 years and Mills for 23 years. Mills has been the director of college counseling that entire time, while Bilberry started out here as an English teacher. I taught 9th and 11th, and at that time we had an honors 11 that I taught as well, and I always had some sort of elective that I taught, usually women's literature, sometimes poetry. At first, in college, Bilberry wasn't sure what she wanted her career to be. I didn't know what I wanted to do initially. I had this idea of being a doctor. And when I went to the Counseling and Testing Center at UK, I took three personality tests as I was trying to decide what to do. All three of them came back and said the same thing. Broadcaster, teacher, and writer. I decided to take all three of those and sort of mesh them together because I feel like as a teacher, you're up there broadcasting a little bit. So that helped me to decide that I needed to go with what my natural talents were and not what maybe wouldn't come quite so easily for me. I didn't really like my science classes, so I'm not sure why I was feeling like I needed to go in the direction of being a doctor, but it was an idea that I had. In my freshman year, I took a class. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about cells. We were talking that day about cells. They showed a film and I fell asleep. When I woke up, the film was over and everyone was super excited and energized by having watched this film about cell growth. And I thought, I'm in the wrong place because this does not interest me at all. Luckily for us, she ended up at SARE. About 11 years ago, I was teaching English in the upper school and the person who was in my job previously was leaving, but she and I also worked together in other capacities and she talked to me about it. Mr. Mills was on board with it. So I moved into this position and have really never looked back. Mills was also an English teacher. However, it was not his first job. I began by teaching and coaching high school sports and I was an English teacher. And I really did realize that I loved that. I really enjoyed working with teenagers with that high school age set. But I really wasn't totally sure if I wanted to be a classroom teacher throughout my career. I was very fortunate to learn of a college admissions opportunity at Transylvania University in Lexington. That was my entree into the college admission world. I remained at Transylvania University for four years and then was in, in college admissions at the University of Kentucky for about 11 years. Sometimes they say you have higher education college admission jobs and then they refer to the high school college counselors as kind of being on the other side of the desk. I felt like 
that was a good move for me and the, the types of experiences that I had at a, an outstanding small private liberal arts college such as Transylvania and then a research one national university such as the University of Kentucky served me well into coming into this position at Sayers School because I could kind of relate to the, the small school liberal arts approach, what's kind of touted as the strengths of those types of institutions, as well as certainly what are the advantages maybe in choosing larger universities also. And so kind of lured me away from college admissions onto the high school side, being able to follow a student for three years from sophomore year forward or four years, freshman through senior year, and just really kind of rejoice in some of the successes that come in that senior year when students are very excited about receiving some acceptances. And so I found that to be very fulfilling, very rewarding, believing that, that I have some hand and helping students kind of find their way beyond high school, hopefully into a setting where they will be very, very successful and be able to move beyond their undergraduate years into the work world. The things, the activities that high school students can do, seeing them play sports, seeing them on an academic team, in club settings, pursuing speech, debate, whatever they may do, it's really fun to cheer on their successes and I really like that high school age niche for sure. If you talk to Mills, you'll learn that his love of sports has never gone away. In Kentucky, one of our big activities, we have a boys state basketball tournament. We call it the Sweet 16. One of the things I've done for many, many years, I've been an arena announcer, a public address announcer. So I've been the voice, public address voice of the boys state basketball tournament in Kentucky for a crazy amount of years. <laughs> this past week we had the Sweet 16. It was about my 40th year to be the, the voice of the Sweet 16. So sports has always been a, a big part of my life and something that I've enjoyed. And that's not all he does in his spare time. One of my passions that comes from the sports world is that I help my brother produce some sports documentaries. My brother leads a group that we call the Sports History Foundation. So through his efforts and the help of those who surround him, we've produced a number of sports documentaries. He's nearing the conclusion of one now. And what we try to do is preserve, if you will, some great sports accomplishments of Kentucky sports, high school sports teams. The first documentary that we produced was on the 1982 Madison Central baseball team. This was a high school baseball team that is the only undefeated high school baseball team in the history of the whole state of Kentucky forever that was an undefeated Kentucky State baseball champion. They were 40-0 and 0, and they won the state championship in 1982 and the name of the documentary is The Perfect Team. That's something that, that I really love. I really enjoy kind of delving back into knowing, getting to meet some of these people who were very successful sports figures in the state of Kentucky through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that sort of thing. So, so that's probably something that most folks wouldn't know that I am involved in helping with the a production of those types of documentaries. Likewise, Bill Berry has never lost her love of reading. I love reading. It is what I do in my spare time. I don't read a lot of poetry, but I always have poetry kind of in the mix of things that I'm reading. I like to always be reading something that's nonfiction and fiction and then a piece of fiction. And then I often will have a book of essays or a book of poetry that I'm reading at the same time. I would say that I don't have a favorite, but I do have some that really resonate with me and that I think back to and remember. And that's saying a lot because I don't remember a lot of things. Anything by Jhumpa Lahiri, she's the author of The Namesake and Interpreter of Maladies. 
any of her books really speak to me. And so she's one that I really like. I have lots of others, but she's one I remember. She actually used to write her own poetry. Well, I used to write poetry. I would say I'm not that good. And I haven't tried really recently to do that again. Oh gosh, they were pretty angsty. Although I did write my fair share of nature poetry. We may never get to know the contents of those poems, but we know that Bill Berry's writing experience has helped a lot as the assistant college counselor here at SARE. I have a number of responsibilities in the college application process. I help students along the way, both with all of the documents that need to be sent to schools, and I also help to counsel them on decisions. The, all of the pieces of the puzzle, like the transcript, the essay, the teacher recommendations, all of those pieces need to come together at some point, and that's kind of where I come in helping students to gather all of that and then send it off to the schools that they're looking at. When you first start high school, it seems like college is something only seniors worry about. But the process actually starts freshman year. We begin by speaking with our freshman students when they come into our upper school setting and just kind of let them know the importance of their academic work in the classroom and encouragement to become involved in the life of the school as they develop their resume, along with the importance of being a good student. We really don't have any standardized tests for the students. We're just encouraging them to make that transition successfully to the high school setting. Students move into the sophomore year. There's certainly more engagement with the college counseling office. We offer a couple of practice tests because we want our students ultimately to feel as comfortable as possible when taking an SAT and SAT for college admission purposes. So our students do take the PSAT as well as a pre-ACT test in sophomore year. In non-COVID years, something we enjoy doing is taking our sophomores to a couple of college campuses in the spring and just kind of beginning to expose them to the college search process. So really and truly, as is with the case across the country, I'm sure everything gears up really in, in the junior year. It's the time, of course, when our students are stepping into their most challenging academic courses. We have some juniors who are taking two, three, on up to even four AP classes in the junior year because they're kind of beginning to formulate in their minds the type of institution they may want to attend, the degree of selectivity and understanding that curriculum choice is important as that endeavor moves forward. Students begin testing in junior year. We offer a fall of junior year trip where we sponsor a trip to see different types of schools, we have various student and parent meetings. We have something we call a college kickoff meeting and a, a junior planning college night as well. Mainly the good thing about our school setting is with our uh, smaller numbers, it gives our college counseling staff consists of two. I, also, I have an assistant college counselor, Mrs. Kathy Bilberry, and it gives us a chance to really get to know our students very well and begin to make the college list and help with college visits, make sure that testing, the testing timing is working well. The fall of senior year, of course, we jump into the application process. We're helping with essay writing. We're doing some mock interviews for students who may feel if they have an admissions interview or a scholarship interview coming up. It's really a heavy, 
touching, hands-on, I guess we would say, kind of operation that we have working with the students on through spring of senior year, which is where I am right now with our senior class, knowing that May 1st is referred to as the National Candidates Reply Date, and seniors need to make a deposit to one college and make plans to attend that school when all is said and done. The process is stressful no matter how you put it. This is our future we're talking about. But starting early can help alleviate some of that stress. Stressful moments really come in if a student feels stressed. So if a senior comes to me and feels stressed and I can sense that, then that, that's hard. I don't want seniors to feel that way because I think this process I know is stressful by nature, but it's also exciting. And as long as students feel like they have control over it, it, it does diminish some of that stress. Starting early and taking it in chunks and steps is, is really helpful. But if a student lets, for example, a due date sneak up on them and something is due that day and they're panicked about it, that causes me a little bit of stress. And then we need to work together to kind of make sure that things happen the way they should. Sometimes it works out for the best. There is stress. I think some of us tend to be individuals who bring more stress on ourselves than maybe we should. And, and that's, that's me. I'm in that category. I also think of parents who worry for four or five months during the process. And then all at once, maybe their, their child receives two or three amazing acceptances. And we think, gosh, wish we hadn't had such anxiety and anxious times that, that, that led up to this, but that's just human nature and how we are. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way you thought it would. Certainly those disappointing moments are at the same time, I guess I'd have to say that maybe we, we again, we reworked the darned essay, if you want to say it that way, and took the test a few times and, you know, we didn't quite get that acceptance letter. But what we know is a student is not merely defined by, hey, I got this acceptance or I didn't get this acceptance. Even if the student gets the, the most coveted acceptance for that person, that person still has to go off and really perform and make the most of it. You make out of your college experience what you put into it. By the same token, if you will, if I didn't get my first choice school, hey, that just means I maybe proved that school wrong that they missed out on not admitting me, but now I'm going to go to this college and, and do great things and, and grow socially and academically and, and be prepared to do well when I step out in the world with my undergraduate degree. But no doubt, those are those are kind of tough times. It's kind of a, a bittersweet sort of can be that that type of year, that this time of year where maybe we get one acceptance and then, then we have a student who doesn't get an acceptance. And so, so there's the balancing act there and trying to keep the students upbeat and positive as, as they move on to that next step in their lives. There's not any kind of operation in this world that's perfect by any means, but it can be a little tough, of course, when, when we don't get the news that we had hoped for in the college application process. The exciting moments for Mills and Billberry are seeing those students excited, whether it's over an essay they've perfected or over a college acceptance. I would say that one of the most exciting moments for me is when I'm working with a student, a senior, who is writing his or her essay and finally gets it to the level where it's going to be the perfect essay for that student and for their school choices. I love writing, I love teaching writing and getting an essay to the level that it needs to be for a student's choice is 
pretty thrilling to me and I love it when a kid feels it too when they reread it with me and they they feel wow this is it this is the one without question the most exciting moments they they used to always come when students would pop into my office and, and be excited with news now I often receive news via text messaging <laughs> which is just as exciting but so it all comes down to the same excitement which is when the student who I know I know so very well know that we've reworked an essay five, six, seven times. The students may be taking an ACT three or four times. And then the student pops in and says, hey, I got admitted to a school that I'm just so loved, so excited about. But the student who attends another college that maybe some people in the Sarah community haven't heard that much about, that might allow that student to be very active, super involved, make really, really good grades, because I always think students do best when they're in a setting where they're really, really happy. As for their advice for rising freshmen and parents? I would say to freshmen and their parents that in the freshman year, the most important thing is to focus on classwork, schoolwork, and finding a niche, finding that thing that can really interest and really intrigue a person, like the right club or the right activity and then kind of digging in deep with that. I think that that's an important thing. I also think that as a freshman, it's kind of fun to start looking at colleges when you're on vacation. So not necessarily, oh my gosh, I definitely wanna to go to this particular school, but that you're driving, say, to the beach in South Carolina and you stop and you and you visit a particular school just because it's on the way and it kind of helps you to think about what are the criteria that you care about what's most important to you and then as you move along your sophomore year and and on up continuing those sort of unexpected visits to schools can be helpful they can really help you solidify what you want in a school. Advice to parents, it's so important to be in that supportive role. And there are some ups and downs throughout the college search process. And I guess to the degree that parents can stay positive, really listen, listen to their children, not be maybe overbearing, encourage students to do enough research that when they let their parents know the colleges they most want to attend, they're able to back that up kind of in a factual kind of way and say, this is why I think I will do well at this college and and, and that sort of thing. We, we try to encourage being open-minded and our, our parents are very supportive of that. And for freshmen, there, there has to be a balance in the life of our students. I know that grades are important and I know that students are burning the midnight oil and I just sometimes feel for our students because I know they, they know they're gonna be competing for some kind of tough admission spots at certain colleges. But I so too wish that, that freshmen as they move along can understand too that some outside pursuits are important, not just maybe in the resume building, but also just in balancing their lives. And if you've got a few other things you can think about and do on occasion, then you're a little bit fresher maybe when you go into your studies. So you aren't just always worried, 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 or studying every every second of the day. We have to ask ourselves, are, are we pleased with, with what we did today, what we did last year, what we're hoping to do next year? You just wanna do the best you can. And knowing too that there isn't just one college or a set of colleges that guarantees success for students that, that really and truly we ought to put some time, effort, and energy to researching to determine 
where will I be most successful? Where do I feel that I'll be most successful in my college years and beyond? And that's kind of what we're working toward establishing as our students come through this process. So I think that would be the, the words of advice. School may be out for the summer, but my grade is already beginning our college application process. I'm sure it'll be a stressful time, but luckily, we'll have Mills and Billberry to help every step of the way. This episode was created by Anna Kate Meadler. For more, check out Sarah Spotlight on Spotify and Anchor.